when science affirms something, it tells me that God has created our bodies for that thing. So science has proven time and time again that exercise is extremely good for our mental health and our physical health. Welcome to the Walk in Truth mini-sode, a step closer, where Pastor Michael Lance and others on the Walk in Truth team discuss topics and questions about life from a Christian perspective. You'll also get a chance to get to know the team. Now, let's get into today's topic. Hey, listening family, this is A Step Closer, Pastor Michael Lance with Pastor Shane Lance. We're doing a part two on anxiety. This was a topic requested by Kristen, one of our listeners. Kristen, thank you for that. We appreciate it. This is such a vital uh, issue. And we began to define anxiety last time. We talked about how it pulls us apart. It's really staying stuck and overwhelmed on a worry. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be anxious, but staying stuck there so that you get overwhelmed by it. We talked about uh, a biblical remedy, prayer, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Jesus's example. We talked about his great high priestly ministry to us. He sympathizes, empathizes, but more than that, gives grace to help in time of need. Again, that's Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. And so now here we are uh, doing a part two on this topic and Let's talk about, Pastor Shane, some unhealthy habits that contribute to anxiety, yep. whether physical or spiritual. Um, what What is the reason, perhaps, that so some people or perhaps many people have more of a proclivity, more of a bent to be anxious? Is there a certain DNA of a person? Is there certain something that someone either does or doesn't do that makes them more anxious? What do you think? Well, I think that there is a reality that um, some of us are wired differently. So I'll use my wife and I as an example. My wife is incredible. She's amazing, but she's a worrier. And I'm not really a worrier. So the Lord has, you know, we have, I have weaknesses that she compliments and, and vice versa. And that's one of the beautiful things of marriage. Um, and oftentimes she'll do, I had mentioned this in our last session, um, She'll kind of play the what if game with things. And I've done this too. I'm guilty of this. I'm not saying I never am anxious because I certainly have my moments where I'm very anxious. Um, but sometimes she'll she'll start to do the what if game and she'll go down the list of all the possible outcomes of a situation. And sometimes I'm my approach is a lot more like, I don't know, we'll see what happens, you know? <laughs> and so and sometimes to a person who's playing that what if game, that's not a that's not an answer they want to hear. Um, but I think sometimes we really do need to approach that. And I'll go back to something we referenced the first time we talked about this is, as Jesus, I believe in the Sermon on the Mount says that today has enough right. worries of its own. And let me interject for a second, just to say that when someone typically plays the what if game, it's not positive, right? <laughs> it's usually not five positive outcomes no. that could happen, right? We usually tend towards the negative when we do the what if game. Right. And oftentimes we almost forget God in the equation because we forget that he's a miracle working God who has, uh, he's sovereign. He sits on the throne and has our lives in under control. So, um, but here's my first thing that I would say, and this might sound a little, uh, on the nose or blunt, but honestly, I think this is what we need. Friend, you might be uh, constantly anxious because you're self-absorbed. And I think that sometimes we are so hyper-focused on ourself and I am guilty of this. I, the more time that I spend looking at myself, the more disappointed I tend to be. The more time that I spend looking at anything 
other than Christ as my hope and foundation, the anchor of my soul, I am easily disappointed, overwhelmed, worried. Um, And so I think that the first practical tool that you need to have in your tool belt, um, if you will, for dealing and battling against anxiety is focusing less on self and more on Christ and even on others. So when Paul uh, finishes the Philippians 6 and 7, chapter 4, 6 and 7 text about anxiety, then he says, finally, brethren, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's of good repute, whatever's worthy of praise, Mm -hmm. let your mind dwell on these things. So I talked about something that could be uh, life-transforming, and that was to think about that section, Philippians 4, 8, and 9, in the sense of people, trying to find the best in people. But this also is a shift in thinking away from stinking thinking. So where someone uh, who's probably prone to worry would have a tendency to go to the negative, yeah. whatever's wrong in the world, dot, 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 and there's plenty of that. Paul is giving a remedy for the opposite of that. And he's saying, if you dwell on what's beautiful— lovely, the best in people, the best in creation, everything about God, because he's good, beautiful, lovely. Right. It will do something. It will bring a contentment to your soul. And we're talking about habits, right, Pastor Shane? Um, what what do certain people do or not do? Now, I, I, I appreciate what you said. Some people are just wired. They're just more anxious. Sure. And, and that's just kind of their DNA. I think we're very similar. I'm not a big warrior. I mean, I probably internalize things more, but yeah, I um, would say I do the same. I, I don't do a whole ton of what if. Uh, typically, I, I'm more of a. I think I take a pretty positive view of the, of the future. But how can someone move away from critical, catastrophic thinking? I heard a, a medical doctor talk about catastrophic thinking. Yeah. How do we move away from catastrophic thinking to actually doing Philippians 4, 8, and 9? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not alone if you deal with anxiety disorders of different kinds. In fact, uh, statistics show that these sort of mental illnesses affect over 40 million adults in America every year, which is about 19% of our population ages 18 and older. So I've experienced this in my adult life. Um I've been legally an adult for almost 11 years, and I can tell you that in those 11 years of being a legal adult, my my things to worry about, the list of things to worry about has just become larger. Right. Um, I think when you're younger, and this is actually uh, becoming less true because we're seeing that anxiety disorders are increasing in even our youth, um, and I think that there are some contributors to that. So – some practical solutions that I have learned, that I have read. First and foremost, we just talked about turning to the Lord. So I'd say that's always number one. As a Christian, we take all our cares, we cast them at the feet of Jesus because he cares for us and he knows um, what it is to worry and to be anxious. Um, And he himself exemplified what we ought to do first, which is take it to the Lord in prayer. Secondly, we can build healthy habits. So I would, I would challenge you with, with this. What, what, does it look like when you begin to feel anxious? Where is the first place you turn? And I will tell you that there are, there are just realities of the way God has created our bodies 
there, there are probably many unhealthy habits that many people practice that contribute to their anxiety. And I mean, I mean very practical things. I think maybe sometimes in the church when we address issues like, for example, anxiety and depression, we don't always um, remember to address the very practical things. God is the author and designer of our bodies. And so there are practical solutions to dealing with mental illness and, and feeling overwhelmed mentally and anxious. And one of those things is your diet and exercise. And so I would ask you today, do you make diet and exercise a regular practice in your life? What are you consuming on a physical level? What you consume spiritually is of the utmost importance, of course. But if your physical diet is regularly fast food, sodas, uh, large amounts of caffeine, whether it be cold brews, coffees, energy drinks. Ouch, I'm drinking a coffee right now. Right? <laughs> so we can actually ask some very real questions. God is a God who created our physical bodies to take in good foods. And I'm not saying that I don't have the occasional Del Taco burrito. Come on, you got to have your Del Taco occasionally. But I'm just saying that if I am building a habit of unhealthy habits in my life where I am constantly eating poorly, I'm not hydrated and taking care of myself on a physical level, and I'm never exercising, science has more than proven that God, this is what, when science affirms something, it tells me that God has created our bodies for that thing. So science has proven time and time again that exercise is extremely good for our mental health and our physical health, which tells me that God designed our bodies to exercise and to be, you know, taken care of in that sense. So So I think think that's a practical solution. So think about this, Pastor Shane. Um, You have the idea of Shabbat in the scriptures, that is rest. Um, you have the idea of, you know, not being a glutton. Uh, even Paul says that that physical exercise profits some. So that's even in scripture. Mm. The spirit is first, and yes. I would say to piggyback on what you said, healthy habits about reading your Bible first thing in the morning, yeah, starting your day and ending it in prayer. What you consume physically is is a parallel to what you consume spiritually. Mm -hmm. If you consume junk food spiritually, always sit in front of the TV, never in front of your Bible. Your prayer life is basically nil. And then you're like, well, why am I so anxious? Well, because you're not fellowshipping with God regularly. Most of what you're taking in is unhealthy for your spirit. So there's a parallel between the physical and the spiritual. And the spiritual obviously is preeminent. Yeah, and I think it's important that we look at these practical solutions, um, things that we can – you can fix your diet right now, friend. You can yeah. you can decide right now. And I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, my wife and I have been married five years. I got on the scale uh, several months back, and I was close to 200 pounds, and I was like, okay – <laughs> that's the magic number for me. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to, I'm going to call it there. Cause you know, I'm not a super big guy. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make my physical health more of a priority. I have a, a young daughter and, um, I just made a decision that I wasn't going to allow. And I, I was rec- I recognized the fact that, um, my diet had not been good. We were very busy. Um, we had been eating out a lot, which is also just a waste of money. And then on top of that, I wasn't sleeping well, new baby. And so those things all play into our physical health. And some of these things I realize that um, we're not all going to be able to control. Some of us have real things we struggle with. But I'm just saying that on a practical level, um, I have made a decision just in the last even couple months. I did a boot yeah. camp and tried to get healthier. And you look healthier. good. 
and well, you look good. You, but. <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on something you just said. You can change your spiritual diet right now. Yes, you can. So, okay, here we are. It's about the lunch hour, right? So someone didn't pack a lunch today. They're going to make a decision between a burrito and maybe go getting a healthy uh, veggie bowl or something. Now, they can make that decision, and they can also make a decision that they're going to read their Bible today. Right. And I would argue that the more important decision is to read your Bible today. Yes. But I would say also, it's not an either or, it's a both and. You should eat as healthy as you can. That's, But I would say that's secondary. So yeah. here we are. This is segment two of A Step Closer on Anxiety. Pastor Michael Lance, Pastor Shane Lance, we're going to try to give you everything we can give you spiritually and physically. And we'll catch you right here next time on Walk in Truth. Thanks for listening to A Step Closer. Let us know your thoughts on today's topic. You can email us at contact at walkintruth.com. You can also let us know a topic or question you'd like us to answer and discuss. Again, email us at contact at walkintruth.com.